This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I'm your host today. Today we're going to be talking about something that I think is an extremely important subject, and that is psychic violence. It's something that uh, I find is extremely prevalent right now in the world, in our dialogue, in our communities, um, in families, in just as a world itself, that there's a lot of this vibration, this, um, this type of relating to one another in terms of putting out and creating these cycles of psychic violence. One of the reasons I think it's so important right now is how it relates to illness and I had that aha moment, that realization, while I was preparing for this episode, that no wonder we are in the midst of a pandemic, given the levels of psychic violence that we've been perpetrating against each other that have become more and more aggressive over these past number of years. Not that this is something that is not always with us, but it seems in my observation from my lifetime uh, that there, we are at a time where there's a heightened level, a heightened amount of this psychic violence going on uh, in our interactions with one another, and that there's also more of these systems in place uh, that have expanded the level of and the ability to communicate with one another across the planet. And they've also, we've also created these echo chambers that seem to amplify this level of discord uh, that comes about when we're reacting and acting in ways that um, contribute to this psychic violence. So I think that it's really important for us to look at what this is, which is what we're going to be doing in this episode, as well as how we can react in a way uh, that extinguishes the need to continue this type of dialogue, this type of energy, this vibration that we put out of psychic violence. Because to be honest, it's been really hard for me, my, myself, to handle this level of psychic violence that I have been experiencing without getting caught into that cycle myself within me. Um, and so learning how to process it, and there's a lot of keys on how to respond and also how to work with ourselves in this process um, which we'll be going into here. I also have been thinking as I prepared to do this episode uh, that it might be helpful to do an event, uh, to do a workshop that's related to clearing 
the effects of the psychic violence that we may be experiencing in our lives and reinforcing the ways in which we can uh, move through this world in the environment we find ourselves today in a more uplifted, loving way so that it doesn't affect us as much um, or that we're able to clear any effects that we've been experiencing of this. So if you're interested in doing an event like that, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can get me through my website at transcend.online. If you are not signed up to my email list, you can do that at transcend.online at my website. Uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of valuable information I put out, and if you if you have any interest in maybe doing this event, uh, I'll be announcing it through my website. So how I'm going to work this episode is how I do it a lot in many of these episodes on the show, is that I'm going to use excerpts, play some clips from a seminar from my spiritual teacher, John Roger, uh, from a seminar he did called Psychic Violence. There's a lot in there, and there's a lot for us to discuss. Now, this episode is going to probably be quite long and robust because there's just so much on this subject for us to go into and to discuss. I thought of breaking it up into a couple episodes, um, but I think I'm just going to keep it as one long episode. Um, and just really go into this with you. Uh, and so I'm going to start with an excerpt uh, by JR. That's John Rogers' nickname. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, I lived and worked with JR for 17 years, and he taught me so much, showed me so much in uh, these spiritual realms and how to. Um, work all these things in my life. And I just am so blessed that I had that experience. And so a lot of what I'm doing here is sharing those things that I learned and how I apply uh, all of this in my own life. Uh, so let's get on with this seminar, uh, the first clip where JR discusses what is psychic violence. Um, and introduces one of the first ways uh, to protect yourself from that vibration. And this is, if you want to get the entire seminar he did called Psychic Violence, you can do that at msia.org. All right, here it is. I want to share something with you tonight about a subject that I haven't talked about before and it's going to be a strange, peculiar thing, but it's called psychic violence. It's something that we have to be aware of that's going on on the planet, has been going on for centuries, and I've been researching this thing for about 15 years to try to find out, you know, what is it? How does it work? How does it get in there? How does it get out? And so that we are aware of what, what I'm saying, I am saying psychic violence. This is like violate. You understand that? Psychic is the invisible. Have you ever talked to somebody and 
It can be on the phone. It can be by way of a letter. And when you get through, you wished you had never picked the thing up, let alone said goodbye. And have you ever walked into a room where there are people and something just goes boom in your stomach and you think, God, that's just lead cold ice cube and it goes down and then it comes across your back and seems to bind it up and you feel like your heart's constricting in there and sometimes you'll go white, cold, other times you may flush with what's going on. Those involuntary actions of the body being caused by many other things are caused by psychic violence. Now, this to me is the worst violence. And I don't mean this to negate any other violence, but worse than any other violence that we do against a physical body in any way, shape, or form, including murder. Because in murder, you're gone. In psychic violence, you're still here processing the violence through your being. It happens in uh, strange, very strange situations. Not everything is psychic violence that I'm going to describe as things in psychic violence. For instance, child abuse would be in psychic violence, but not all child abuse has psychic violence with it. Rape is, does not always have psychic violence in it. You understand that? So we're saying those things that are that, the psychic violence, is what I'm talking about. So let's just say what would some of the things be that are in the field of psychic violence? Attempting to destroy another person by yelling at them. Destroying them means move from here to here. Now, let me give you a demonstration of psychic violence. Are you all ready for it? <laughs> that is a demonstration of psychic violence. Did you get what I did? It was more than just a yell. There was something that went through you. go, damn it, don't do that. <laughs> now your, damn it, don't do that back was a return of psychic violence. So, yeah, I did it. I'm guilty. Yeah, you did it back. You're guilty. What do we do about that? We immediately have to go into the cure. Immediately. And this is where it gets to be dangerous because the next time they yell, they may be slugging and you want to be able to be ducking while you're going into the cure. The cure is self-love. And putting up a screen very fast as though you're some sort of movie magician wizard and you drop a white sheet of uh, flame or light or a screen that it just hits that and it's dispersed around you. Once it gets in, it is harder. Now, though that's a way out extreme psychic violence. You got that? Yelling, fighting, Angrily is psychic violence on another being. There's a rationale 
that we go to use that says, well, how about just a real good, honest, fervent debate? And I'm saying, don't jump all the stuff. Just stick with me because I'm going to draw a line through it. And then you and your life decides, and this is just another weapon for you to hit people in the head with, like, don't hit me with your psychic violence. If you can say that, that wasn't psychic violence. You're, you are now using psychic violence back. Do you get that? If you take this information and somebody's talking to you about something and you're not really disturbed but you want to one-up on them, you just take this and say, well, now listen, don't do your psychic violence on me. And you've already done it back at them. And they may be innocent. So you have to watch. You say, well, how would I know if they did it or not? Ask them. So that excerpt is a great intro to what we're discussing here in terms of psychic violence. Um, and one of the things I'd like to bring your attention to is that there are physiological indicators when we're dealing with psychic violence. Um, and that's something that Jer addressed in that, in that um, excerpt where he talked about that feeling of that dropping into your stomach, in your gut, the constriction around the heart, the back, um, to know that it, that's not always psychic violence also, but that is an indicator that can come when there is psychic violence. Um, and he also brought forward one of the tools to dealing with it. Well, first off, the solution is self-loving is in loving yourself and loving others. Uh, and he introduced that here as well, that you know we don't stop the psychic violence or that cycle as it can become of psychic violence uh, by putting out the psychic violence. It is that ability for us to stop at any point um, and just to choose to no longer continue in that action and to choose the self-loving, to put that screen of light up. He's discussed the screen of light, a flame of light, um, or light that, that is as a flame, that you put that in front of you. And sometimes when I'm receiving a call or going to open an email, as you become sensitive to this process, uh, you can pick up ahead of time, you can hold a letter in your hand without reading it and pick up on the energy of what that is or pick up on the energy of the person who's calling you. And if you have that awareness um, that there is disturbance, that there is upset, that there is negativity with it of some sort, one thing you can do if you're called to answer, if you're called to read at that time, to number one, you have to take care of yourself Remember, that's an uh, important rule in all of this. Take care of yourself so that you can help take care of others. So to take care of yourself may be to put up that screen, to put up uh, the protection so that whatever that person is releasing, that it doesn't have to reach you, to reach into you, that it can just hit this screen of light and be um, dispersed and, and transmuted so that that negativity doesn't have to get to you, um, but you're also assisting the other person in their ability to release it, where you don't have to be caught into that cycle and respond in the same way. 
Uh, so let's move on to the next excerpt now. One of the nicest things to ask somebody doing this, let's say that this young lady here did it with me, I would say, how's John Roger inside of you? And she says, I'm really angry, upset, and terribly ticked off at him. I say, that's going to cause you a lot of disturbance. I would rather you'd have him peaceful and calm and quiet because he really loves you. And I'd like you to get that inside of you. And I'm going to start to disperse the psychic energy of negativity. You get that idea? I'm going to start talking to her. Now that's something that JR actually did with me and did with those around him, where he would ask, how am I doing inside of you? How am I inside of you? Uh, and it's a really, when someone does that in loving with you, and you have that moment to reflect, you know, how is this person inside of me? How are they sitting? How am I carrying them inside of me? Um, it's a really, it can be a really profound and uh, beautiful experience. And it also allows for that opportunity when there is something of disturbance with how another person is sitting inside of you um, to be able to have a place to express that. And if you listened to that excerpt, and you can go back and listen again, uh, the energy and the quality and the vibration that he put out in his voice when he asked that question, even in the excerpt, uh, is very similar or the same as when he was in person with me and would ask me. And so when you go to do that with someone, um, it is another technique to how to dissolve and disperse this, is to give that other person who may be involved in that negativity inside of themselves, in that psychic negativity, uh, a chance to unwind that, to disperse that energy, and to clear that uh, by holding in that loving vibration of consciousness, by asking them that question, by affirming that you would prefer to be in a loving place inside of them, and giving them the opportunity uh, to express that upset and disturbance uh, in a place that's safe, in a place that's loving, where you're not, in a, if you're the one asking, you're, you're there to allow them that expression versus um, becoming defensive or responding in that same energy that they're putting out. And that's another technique in which to dissolve this. So now we have a couple already. We have the, the loving, the self-loving, the bringing the light for protection and to disperse the energy, and also to ask the question and provide a place for the person to um, express what's going on and where you sit inside of them. So we'll move on to the next excerpt now. Now, I was watching a movie the other day the movie itself was dealing with a form of physical violence. Physical violence, when you know that's a movie, doesn't do too much. That's like going to see a movie 
about elves and fairies and gnomes and you walk out saying, I didn't buy that. I mean, I, I know that's make-believe fairy tales. If you bought it, if you bought it and it's not so, it's psychic violence. Now you're saying, well, then the word violence here, you're sort of modifying it. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to give you a big picture. I may not even be able to hit the bullseye with it. So in this excerpt, JR expands, is expanding on the um, definition of how we're looking at psychic violence, that it can be subtle, that it's not always um, just a very clear, overt, strong idea that we consider violence, that it can be a more subtle approach. Um, and part of that can be buying into or over-identifying with something outside of us, for instance, a, a violence in a movie um, or online in social media. I definitely have found this to be coming through. Uh, and recently I was with someone and they picked up their phone and they started looking at it and I immediately could tell they were on social media uh, because I experienced the psychic violence coming through that. And I have noticed this in my life that, that it can come through. I mean, it's been coming through news probably for a long time and it can come through the social media, even if you're not directly seeing it on the, on the platform that you're on. Um, there's just, it's so much, there's so much on the social media platforms where people are responding to each other in this way that that vibration, that energy can come through. And even if like my feed on, for instance, Instagram is mostly just people surfing and waves and nature and outdoors, as well as memes that are funny and entertaining. Um, and I don't see a whole lot of things that would directly be related to things that you would consider psychic violence, but that energy can still come through. And so it becomes very subtle and to be aware of that it can come through these things and somehow uh, get to us. So to keep that loving and that light consciousness present if you're going into it and even to give yourself some space from those things if you're not able to stay clear. The other thing is is watching TV, watching movies, watching um, all, these, all these different programming. You can also pick up the vibrations that's coming through them um, and especially if they are showing psychic violence and if you over-identify with it as something more than just uh, entertainment and something that's not real. And I even had that recently where I was watching something and I definitely picked up on the energy of it and started relating to other people uh, just very subtly, but in that energy, and I was called on it, thankfully, and realized it and had to disconnect myself from what I had picked up or what I had tapped into inside of me as taking that on. Uh, so let's go to the next excerpt. When we go up to another person and we tower over them, 
let me do it with, with you, okay? Then if, if anything goes over there, I'll just take it off. Because I can't do this without this happening. Do you understand that? So what I want you to do before this is, you know, surround yourself with light. Put a, put a flame in your stomach through your imagination. You just go light, flame. If you get the goose pimples around you, then you, you did a good one. If I want to do psychic violence on him, I can do it a lot of ways. Here's the first one. Who do you think you are? Do you notice that kind of went flat? You guys are protected. See, it went here, floop, right at my feet. So, lowered the barriers just a little bit and let me get through. If you think you can get away with that, you got one more thought coming. One. I got two. That, I'd say I got into his aura field, but he just has a loving, laugh consciousness with me. Like, Jerry, you don't do that to me. You know, you may try to do that to me, but you don't do that to me because I look at you and I laugh. <laughs> so I just come over and I go, damn you. Now, that is a setup to take and throw psychic energy on him. If I can distract him off the energy of loving. So there was a couple in JR's demonstration, there are a couple keys uh, that I want to highlight here, which is number one, that if you are coming and approaching life and others with this loving and laughing consciousness, uh, that there is an inherent protection within that attitude, within that outlook, within seeing life from those eyes of loving and laughter. And so uh, that is something to me that we can fill ourselves with light and do all these things and it's really beneficial. And in some ways, the, there's a quick way also to just be living in that loving and light consciousness, that laughter consciousness. Um, and then be vigilant because, as he said, if he can distract you from, if anyone can distract you or anything can distract you from that loving consciousness, that becomes the opening through which this can get through. Uh, so that becomes part of what our responsibility is, is in that level of awareness and vigilance. And that's also um, part of as we fill ourselves with light. And he also brought forward having, imagining a flame in the stomach area because we receive a lot of these frequencies through that part of our body and through that energetic center um, around the stomach area. Uh, so that's another thing you can use in your day-to-day -day life by just, if you're going to be in situations that you know uh, are going to have more psychic energy involved 
or more energies of disturbance or dealing with people of disturbance, just to imagine as you go in the light surrounding, filling, surrounding and protecting you as well as this flame of light in the stomach that can just burn off any of these psychic frequencies that may get through. So some valuable tools already in this um, and let's keep going. So when a person starts to pace and they're getting angry, get out of the room. <laughs> go stand on the other side of the door and when they come to you, go, time. Just say, time starts to disperse the energy because they can't hold it because it is a concentrated effort of the mind and the emotions coming at you like a shotgun blast that's very concentrated. You'll feel like you've got a big hole put through you. Sometimes you'll feel as though somebody has taken claws and just raked down your body. This is psychic violence. It was fun to hear JR say that, to say time, because it really brings back memories for me of when I was on staff and there was other guys, um, there was, let's see, three other guys at one point, um, and then there was always other people around uh, who were at some level of working with JR or in the organizations or whatever. Um, but amongst us guys, we could get on each other's nerves. Uh, we were working very closely together, living around one, en one another, as well as traveling and on the road. And there were times that we could really uh, start getting into it with each other. And JR would just call out, time and it would just stop things and if someone wouldn't stop is time and and just doing that calling that out really did disperse the energy um, and really did stop it and its tracks and it's something that you can try out now one thing with JR is that um, his energy and the vibration, again, it's, it's so much about the frequency by which we say these words. Um, and his, when he would say that, as you can hear in this excerpt that I just played, um, that was the energy by which he said it. So it was very intentioned, it was very direct, and it was very purposeful, uh, but it wasn't angry. You didn't get that vibration in it. You just got this very um, sometimes intense and purposeful energy that was really able to stop whatever was going on. Or if someone was arguing with him, he may do that as well. I saw that many times and probably had him do it to me as well. Um, and his description of even more feelings, more experiences of, you know, feeling like you were just raked, this rake was dragged across your energy, feeling like that this energy was very directed and created a hole like a shotgun hole, um, that those are indicators, those experiences are indicators and results of psychic violence. Uh, and so, that was a very useful tool again. As you're seeing, 
every excerpt. There's just so much information, so many tools that we can use in our lives uh, to protect ourselves, to um, maintain that loving consciousness, to assist us in dissolving and releasing when we're confronted with these energies by others. And this was one more. So we'll move into the next excerpt now. Let me see if I can get back now. The way after they get into you, you have a few things. One is if you're smart, you can cure it immediately just by coming back with, and I love you. And you may walk away like this inside. Because it will shake you. One of the signs that you've been hit by psychic violence, a psychic attack, is the interior shaking. One of the signs of the presence of the Spirit cleaning you is interior shaking. So you have to say, was I psychically attacked by anybody in my vicinity? No, then that must be Spirit cleaning me out. And take the positive and say, it is the Spirit cleaning me out and let the things come up and clean out. By your own conscious direction, you take a hold of whatever the energy was and transform form it into spirit, into love, and use it to fortify your energy field. You don't go, I want to get this out of there. You say, I'm going to get this into a ball of love and put it right back all over me and you. So whatever they send to you then ends up ultimately being used for you. But if you don't know how to use it for you, it's used against you. Because your mind and your emotions will fire up the ego and say, who do you think you are turning me down? Who do you think you are not giving me what I asked for? Who do you think you are when I've worked for you for 20 years and I ask for something and then you won't give it to me? Just who do you think you are anyway? Now you start to see that start to build because that's a weak one with people. The weak one will be where they'll get you. There's another one that's really a subtle, subtle, subtle one. And it's called, I love you. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for you to show my love for you. And if I catch you doing that again, that'll be the last thing you do for me. You hear the thread in there? It's subtle, isn't it? It's called, I love you. Get them open. They start to reach, and you just pull out this thing and just stick it in. One of the people working for me, I should say with me, because that's really how all this is, was talking about someone really jumping on their case. And he said, I just told them, rub it in right here. Have you ever heard somebody rub things in? Like they'll tell you something, then they'll rub it in. I caught you doing it, and what are you, and it's rubbing it in. He said, I tell them, just rub it in right there. And I, so I walked over, and I said, what do you think you're doing? And I just started rubbing on his stomach. And I said, yeah, that's pretty neat. And he said, that's, see, that's how that works. 
He was diffusing it through humor. It's called, what else have you got bad to say about my work today? Can we do it all in the next five minutes? Because I have work to do. <laughs> and if you can do it in 30 seconds, I'd rather you'd shorten it. Don't take a half hour. Don't waste your time on me. So there was a lot in that last excerpt. Uh, one of them was just that simplicity of the cure of coming back with, and I love you, um, and just coming from that loving space. JR talked about the shaking and that internal shaking that you seem to have no control over. I've had that at different times, both um, on the side of, of that spiritual energy coming through uh, and on the side of that psychic attack, that psychic violence. I, I, actually, early, early on, um, a few months into working with JR, someone was coming at him and coming after him really hard. Um, and they're doing that by coming after me. And, um, and they had me cornered at one point and were really, uh, just really attacking me psychically and I felt the intensity of that energy um, and it was just shaking inside and it was just this very intense shaking. I liked what JR said though that you might as well take it as a positive and that's that, the, that it's the spirit clearing things out and that you'll use that energy, you'll use that energy to transform what that energy is that's coming at you um, and to take that energy to fortify your energy and you'll bring it in and bring it into this ball of love and give it back to them as this ball of love. Um, he also got into a little bit of how subtle the psychic violence can be um, that I love you but if you do that again type of attitude um, and then just to bring it to Something I saw a lot around JR is that humor can be a huge, uplifting, clearing method. And it's a fun clearing method, too. Uh, so that idea where if you can maintain that consciousness of loving, of humor, of, of upliftment, and that one member of his staff who would say, you know, can you just rub it, rub it in right here? Obviously how you say it and as we've been talking throughout this episode the energy that you say it because you could say it as rub it in right here you know <laughs> and that's going to have a very different um response i'm sure to that more uplifting humorous of of just rub it in right here a little bit more you know that 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 lightness of beingness um that you can that you can express. And if you can maintain that humorous consciousness, uh, that's a great way to transform and transmute and dissipate the energy of, of a psychic violence, of psychic violence coming from another person. Uh, so let's move now into Jer's next excerpt. Okay, why are we open to it? That's the first thing. Why are we open to it? Because we want to hear bad things about people. We really want to hear bad things. 
Because then we feel good because they're not so much bigger than us. And if this big person is bad, I don't have to grow. I could just be bigger than them. Listen, in reference to a rattlesnake, anybody's big. But you don't hang around with them. I remember something somebody said, Oh, I remember when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. And I said, When did you get that tall? <laughs> That's a psychic attack. Do you understand that? It's a subtle one. Nevertheless, I was guilty. I did it. And then I would wonder why this person didn't want to be around me. Why they said, I prefer if you don't come around. I say, gee, you know, I love you folks. What have I done? I say, well, you've always got a smart remark. On the end, you've got a smart remark. But a person that can take a psychic attack and just peel it off, they'll start to stand out very fast in the spirit because they've got to give up their ego, which is based upon the mind thinking and the motions holding a position and just dropping it. The moment you just, they say, hey, you bank robber, you go, guilty. <laughs> they go, guilty? Did you rob a bank? No, no. But if you say, you bank robber, and I go, no, I didn't, I am setting up a force field to hold your psychic attack. There's something really key in what Jerry's talking about in terms of that acknowledgement of guilt uh, when you're being accused of something. I recently went through an experience where someone was talking about me and saying things about me, which from my view were false and was untrue. And they had a very different narrative on uh, how things occurred as well. And they told a lot of people who I was close to about these things. And it was really hard for me. Um, and I really had to work a lot on that, on, you know, what was being said. And I had to work a lot inside of me and, and that people um, believed it. And what I came to eventually was, well, what if, and I did this inside of me, what if this person's narrative about me is true? What if I had done all those things? What if I was what they said I was? Then I went inside and went, okay, well, rather than being in that resistance where I was continually having to deal inside of me and fight inside of me and resist inside of me and be upset inside of me about um, what was being said about me uh, and that I thought it wasn't true, etc. It allowed me to go, okay, well, what if? What if I'd done it all? And I took responsibility inside and said, okay, I'll just take responsibility for doing all of that. So I did it. So I am that. So I did all those things I was accused of. And just inside of me going, okay, I take responsibility for that. And what happened was this level of freedom because it was like, all right, so then now what? 
And the now what was, well, I'm going to just keep on doing my work and I'm going to keep on moving forward and uh, putting out this message. And it allowed this internal freedom and this freedom from continuing to have to deal inside of me with that psychic violence that was being uh, perpetrated or had been perpetrated towards me. Um, and so that's something that is, is brilliant in terms of a tool that you can use to move off the position and just go, okay, I'm guilty. You know, I take, I take it. Uh, now what? And it, it can move it right off. Uh, JR did that at one point when there was um, all sorts of negativity and negative press and negative things being said about him how I heard it because it was before I came on to staff um, but that he called a meeting and he basically said it's all true everything that they say about me um, and the person who told me about it was like they were like what is he doing because this person knew for a fact that um, at least some of the stuff that was being said was just completely false and and were lies and and they thought he was crazy but really it gave him freedom once he just said okay I did it all then there was nothing nothing else to really come at him with um, and it was then you know it was back on each individual to choose well do you want to what do you want to do about that uh, and so I think that that's a, a really great tool and technique and it takes a great deal of courage and it takes a great deal of moving off of your position off of your righteousness and um and outside of the ego to just go yeah i did it or i i'm guilty uh i take responsibility for it all and and that i think is a, is an amazing process um and those of you who have had to do that or have chosen to do that um, or had to deal with things like that in your life, you'll know the, like, the power that comes from just taking responsibility in that way. Um, and it closes down that opening for the psychic violence to reach you, at least regarding that. Um, and also in that excerpt, what, you know, Jared did mention that those smart remarks that, that some people do, they say those little smart remarks, that can be psychic violence, um, that, those sarcastic remarks. Another thing um, that JR touched on in that last excerpt was just how one of the things that opens us, us up to the psychic violence is that we want to know bad things about people. Often that comes in the form of gossip. And when we want to know those bad things so that if we destroy those people, then it allows us to not grow. And that's something that I see uh, going on a lot in this world and is a tendency where we take people who have done amazing things, who have, who have, uh, stood above and got, gone above what the conditions are that they were working in um, to assist humanity and help 
humanity in a greater way. And it's easy for us to look at and just focus on the negative things that they may have done or the things that um, were not so great about their personalities and allow that to focus on that to an extent to, to invalidate and to destroy who they are um, and to destroy the good things and the positive things that they've brought forward. And, the, and sometimes when we do that, we do that because if we bring down those um, who have done great things, uh, then it allows us to not have to grow and not to do the, those things ourselves. And one of the things about the nature of this world and the nature of people that I've learned, um, and I've known people who have done really wonderful things, is that we're all people. And we all ha are here working on our karmas. And we're all here uh, doing the best we can. And, you know, it can be difficult given whatever conditions we come into this world with. Uh, those things that were set up for us to challenge us and for us to learn. Um, and we often fall short of this false standard of perfection that people put out. And yet we can continue to go towards that higher purpose, to go towards the higher vision and to move ourselves more and more in that higher direction. And what I found is there's always going to be people who are going to nitpick and, um, and who are going to critique you as a person and say negative things. But really, what choice is there? Well, there is a choice. You can allow them to bring you down, or you can just continue to go in the direction that is on purpose of your heart and do the best you can with that. And that's what I saw JR do, and that's what I attempt to do in my life, um, is to continue on. And I do do that, even though I am imperfect and I, I struggle on this level with myself, with um, just with having to live this life, as, as I think we all do in our ways. So let's move on to the next excerpt. That's why we say, love yourself, even in the midst of the most terrible thing. Love yourself. Why? When things are going great, you don't need it. When things are going terrible, that's when you need it and everybody else's. You need everybody to come and say, form a circle. Nobody's getting him. We're going to protect him. Nobody's getting in there. And that's the time you really need that loving support. And it turns out as loving support, and you heal in it. So I think that small excerpt really um, added to what I was saying earlier um, as part of my experience is that one of the things that's so important during challenging times um, or when you are in a period where uh, the intensity of the psychic attacks, the psychic violence towards you um, is increased, is more intense, um, that during those times, 
loving yourself becomes super important and bringing that loving, caring inside of you, towards you, regardless of what you've done, what you've said, regardless of anything. Uh, it's super important. One thing that um, I was told when I was going through a different period that was really challenging, uh, the advice I got from John Morton, who uh, J.R. passed the spiritual keys of the mystical traveler consciousness to, um, so is J.R.'s successor. He told me, be your own best friend. And that really proved to be super valuable advice during that time. Um, and it also reminds me of a Ulysses S. Grant quote, the friend in my adversity I shall always cherish most. I can better trust those who have helped to relieve the gloom of my dark hours than those who are so ready to enjoy with me the sunshine of my prosperity. And I found that to be so super true. And one of the things about difficult times and having those kind of friends is that it really brought more compassion to me when I see others going through that and how to be a better friend to them. Uh, so JR talked about that process as well and how healing it is to have those people in our lives. Um, and I, I found that to be super valuable. And even if you're not finding you have many or any of those people, you can still be your own best friend. So let's go to the next excerpt. Then this mouth is used by spirit and it says to you, watch, listen, be on guard because the psychic elements are present. Do you hear what I said? Watch, listen, be on guard. It should be, be on guard. Watch, listen carefully. Don't do a thing with it unless it works. If it works, you own it yourself out of your own consciousness. Don't give it to me because I will then manipulate you psychically even if I don't want to. Because then you're going to say, well, JR said, and then I'm a said guy. And then when things go wrong, it's, well, but you knew and you said and you this and you that, and now I get the psychic violence back. But I'm responsible for that because I put the information out. But I've been told by the Spirit, and this is my information to you, to put it out so that you have a choice to decide. And if I don't tell you, I have psychically attacked you and spiritually violated you by not giving you the choice to accept or reject the information. Do I know it works for me? Oh, do I know it works for me? Listen, I had to put myself in all sorts of positions to get attacked, to know the levels, how it works. I had to walk in the fire and get burned to say, here's how that fire burns. I had to take other people's things on me in order to feel what the attack was so that when that came again, I could say, here's how we watch that. See, just because I got a lot of experience, I forgot a lot too. I have to go back into things to remember, to bring them back, to remember them to me, so I can recheck them to see if it still works. Because have you ever found something works on Monday and doesn't on Tuesday? That's why I tell you. And then it may work Wednesday. I say, if it works for you, work it. If it doesn't have the width to let it go, if it works again, pick it up and use it. Because I found things happen like that. 
And I say, eternal vigilance, watch. Who do you trust? Trust yourself. Who are you loyal to? To your soul. To JR? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your, you don't know who I am. I'm 10 billion thousand trillion things. And so are you. Am I loyal to you? No. Good God, no. Absolutely not. I am loyal to this that is the spirit of loving. So there really is a call in that one to personal responsibility for each one of us. Um, and what was interesting is that in Jared talking about that, he said that, you know, it, you can actually set it up where someone would have that, not only have that opening, but would be in a way um, psychically attacking or, or committing that psychic, psychic violation against you because of how you gave over and they almost couldn't help it. Um, and so it's important to realize that ultimate responsibility lies ultimately with each individual. Um, and so we're responsible to that, to use what works for us, to figure out what works for us and what's being said. And that includes in these podcasts and anything that anyone's teaching you, that's showing you. As he said, guard, watch, and listen. Be on guard, watch, and listen. And I relate the be on guard part to the having the light around you and using the tools we already went through. Um, and then watching and listening is just that vigilance. He also talked about how he had to go through so much and, and take on those attacks and, and even ones that weren't necessarily his to take on. He had to do it anyway and go through it uh, so as to really understand what all of this is and be able to remember and so that he could teach it so that he could show how it worked um, and then check it again. Does it still work? Uh, and that responsibility really is on each of us to find what works for ourselves. And so that call to, to personal responsibility was really um, stated also as trust yourself, be loyal to your soul, not to someone else, um, but to yourself. So we've had a lot of tools so far, and we're just going to keep on rolling with this uh, and go move into the next excerpt. So here you go. There's a real profound thing that goes very deep into the psyche of us. And because it goes into the psyche of us, because we've said what happens to penis and vaginas is very important to the consciousness of the planet. Oh, my God. <laughs> So is beer and cocaine, all right? They're not any more important than the, the dog stuff you step in on the sidewalks. You go, oh, damn dogs. Jesus. Why don't they curb their dogs? Oh, damn, all these dogs. Oh, Jesus. This dog community. You're doing psychic violence in the air of the community. Do you understand that? You're saying, gee, uh, is there anything we can do free? You go, what a lovely dog that was. <laughs> I 
I'm glad he wasn't a big one. I can't wait to throw these shoes away. I needed new ones. So in his humorous way, JR spoke about this idea of putting that psychic violence into the community, into basically into the air, into the general environment that we live in. Um, and to me, that extends also into the cyber world, into the worlds of social media. Um, as we put that energy out into that, uh, and then it can be picked up. And I, I touched on that earlier, um, that these things, this generalized negativity, this generalized psychic violence um, can be floating around in a sense because people are putting it out there. And we can do that too when we're grumbling in that way that has that intensity and um, disturbance with it. And we can put it in our homes. And so it becomes a constant vigilance. Uh, and in traffic now, many of us now aren't on the road like we used to be due to the pandemic. Um, but even then, as we're out there and we, if we're cursing under our breath, if we're um, complaining and having that intensity with that, that complaint against what is happening, uh, that that can be something where it just goes out into the field, into the field of the community. And it's also important to remember that that's also an area where you can also pick it up is just in that general way. And so once again, we use these tools and we use these clearing techniques and tools to become aware of when we're having those experiences, those physiological experiences that indicate that we're having that. And again, one of the ways to just kind of override, overcome, transcend this is just having that loving attitude, having that uh, humorous, uplifting, joyful attitude. Uh, because the other thing that I have seen is that people will start to clear all the time and then they end up focusing so much on uh, the experience and on the negativity that they lose track of the higher and the more graceful way of approaching it, which is just being in that higher consciousness um, and bringing forward that loving and upliftment and joy in their lives and, and keeping the light around them and just letting it dissolve in that so it doesn't have to move into us. And it can also include um, staying out of those areas where you seem to be picking it up more and more susceptible to it. So that could mean uh, not engaging as much in your life in social media if that's where you're picking it up um, or in other environments. So let's move on to the next excerpt. So somebody has to say, no more violence, please. Can we sit and talk about this as information? Do we have to be right? I mean, you can be right all day long and be wrong because you're right and you got stuck in your right. And yes, you were right, but you're stuck and it's psychic violence to be stuck. And doesn't that hurt? And then the illnesses come in 
And people say, the illness is bad. The illness is to get you moving off your stuck place of righteousness. It's wrongousness, really. That dis-ease is to make you feel ill at ease, so you go, I don't like this spot, and you start to move. Sometimes moving, getting out and running, swimming, exercise, starts to release the psychic energy. Psychic violence will build up as fat in the body. Psychic violence builds up as cancer in the body. It builds up as decay in the teeth. Where do these things come from? Where does an epidemic... How, how do you catch a cold when you haven't been with anybody for a month and you're in your house and all of a sudden you got the flu? Because you did it to yourself. You sit and did it to yourself. How'd you do it? Remember the other night you were watching that violent television show? You identified with one of the characters and got wrapped up in it. And you couldn't cut the identification to see that it was there. It was make-believe. It was play. It was just vicarious fulfillment and drop it. And you didn't get turn the channel, which is the best psychic defense. Turn the channel. The one on the TV, the one on the person, and the one on yourself. Go to static. It's better. It's better. But what is the best? It's really hard to clear up the psychic attack in yourself, that residual energy, because we feel offended, says our ego and our pride, not says our spirit, because it can't be offended. Isn't that amazing? Your spirit can't be offended. Get into it and you'll find out if that's true or not. Get into it and see. People come at me, I go, God bless them because they're going to need it. I don't go, damn them. They've already got that. They need something to get them out. And I do it selfishly. Because if I go, damn them, I give them energy more to attack more. And I'm busy here just defending against this attack that's wearing me down. I go, well, that's dumb. I'm giving them bullets to shoot. So I go, God bless them. God bless them. Pretty soon, that loving blessing gets in them, and they start to let up. I say, have success. Have abundance. Have prosperity. And then you just be so busy with somebody else, you'll leave me alone. And I'll like that. <laughs> I'll love it. Be happy. Be healthy. Be wealthy. Be anything, but be away from me. <laughs> Far away. I love you. Way over there. Way, 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 way. Where? How far? France. Italy. I love you right over in Beirut. Uh-oh. That is really a form of psychic violence. Do you understand how that can sneak in? It's a joke, but you get how it sneaks in? Do you get how that sort of... How many of you felt a little disturbed when I said that? Okay, you got what I'm talking about. But you dropped your protection. So you got it up there for a while, but I outweighed you. I watched. <laughs> Why do I tell you this? Because if we start to have failure in our psychic attacks, we'll stop. We have successes with them. That's why we continue on.
So there's a lot in that excerpt. Once again, um, to start with, I thought that it was interesting him discussing that process of illness and disease and how, um, how that psychic violence can be something where we end up actually creating the disease ourselves. Um, especially as we're dealing with this time that we're going through, uh, where there's a lot of people who are just in their homes and are all of that. And if you are that, it may be worth looking at this process uh, so as to not create the disease yourself. And he also discussed how the disease and the illness is something that's there to get you to move. Uh, and exercise is something that can burn off the psychic energy. I remember when I uh, first moved in with JR, and for at least a few years there, uh, where I was going through a lot of dealing with my own inner stuff, and and part of that inner stuff was doing more of a psychic self-violence uh, in terms of just self-judgments and uh, being down on my own self. And he would at times tell me, you got to go running. And I'd have to go run down the canyon. We lived in Mandeville Canyon, and it was about three point something miles down the hill. And then if you went all the way down, obviously it was the same going back up. So he would tell me, go run down the hill. And then I'd have to run down the hill and come back. And uh, by the time I'd be done with that, I'd just be so exhausted that it would, that energy, that psychic energy would just be off of me, would be drained. And, and so using exercise as a way to deal with this can be really beneficial. Um, also, he talked about turning the channel, and I was just talking about that, in a sense, with the social media, where you can just not engage in those things, where, uh, where you find this type of energy and this type of vibration, um, to just change it. The other thing that I think is really important in our world today is him discussing that in saying that our spirit cannot be offended. And I find that so true that when I am residing in that higher awareness, that spirit who I truly am, that loving essence, that loving presence, when I'm in that awareness, uh, I cannot be offended. And so the truth of who you are cannot be offended, which means that if someone is experiencing being offended by something else, it is their ego that is offended. It is their personality and their ego that is offended because that's the only thing that can be offended within us. Um, it's not our spirit that can be offended. And to really use that as an indicator, if you find yourself feeling offended, then recognize that that's something that's in your ego consciousness and is an indicator that you're not in the spirit, in the trueness of who you are. And as you see someone else uh, who may be experiencing offense um, and being 
offended in that consciousness, that they, that's not the truth of who they are. That's the ego part. Um, and really another tool is to really bring in that God bless you, that God bless them. Uh, and of course he did it in that funny way of, uh, you know, have success, have all that, have everything, just don't have it near me. Like go be far away from me. That was brilliant. Um, but to have that attitude rather than, rather than the damning attitude, rather than um, putting negativity towards that person, uh, that, that that really just gives them more energy in the negativity. So to really move into that space of blessings and, and wanting the best for the person who does you ill, who does, um, who goes after you, it's not easy. No one said it's easy. Uh, and it can be really difficult because it means we must move off of this. We must move off of that place, the ego, which has been offended, and move into that spirit. So let's go into the next and the last excerpt. I was watching this movie. And the good guy was a cop and he was white. And the bad guy was a black and uh, he was not really that bad. But because he was black, he was bad in the show. You understand that? That's psychic violence. But the neat thing of it is, is that when the cop nailed him, he was innocent. And he just said, all right, man, have it your way. And then he walked down the road, and he was free. And the cop was sitting there, left with the psychic violence. I don't think the people saw that. But it was called, how do you handle the hassle? Peace, brother. And you walk away. Is that hard to do? Oh, yeah, you'd much rather go to me. <laughs> you've done it to yourself, and then you've done it to them. Name-calling is one of the worst One of the very, very worst. Good, good scandal is good for business because people want to come in and see what it's all about. It's not good for psychic health. Your post-nasal drip will pick up. I mean, all night long. It's like, watch what you're doing to yourself. All of our depressions or a product of this psychic disturbance. The psyche is a process with mind and emotion and the ego. We're doing it. How about unconscious psychic attacks? Mm -hmm. What are they? Envy, jealousy, greed, lust, avarice. You're saying, oh, the deadly sins, right? Deadly, meaning they're killing you. If they would just kill you, We'd all be off the planet, because God knows, I'm sure, that we've all done a lot of it. The only thing that's bad about that is it doesn't really work, because we have to keep lusting. We have to keep greeting. You get what I'm saying? We, have, we keep doing it. We keep getting angry and angry. And if we could just get anger, do it, and it clears, oh, what a nice tool. 
What a nice tool. It doesn't. The anger goes out, comes back, because it psychically attacked yourself, and now you're going to defend yourself against the imaginary attacker, because before you did it, and you get the cycle of energy of the psychic attack inside of you until it starts to eat away at you. And you go to the doctor, he says, your spleen's shot, your liver's shot, and it's in the colon, and it's in the neck, and my God, chemotherapy for you. You go, what did I do to deserve this? I ate good food. It wasn't what you ate, it was what was eating you. And it's serious. I don't think I've told you anything you didn't know. I would hope I haven't told you anything you didn't know. I hope I've stirred you to practice what you do know. If I was doing exhorting, I would say, just be loving regardless of what is going on. Practice it. See, it's easy when you're home and it's nice to look in the mirror and go, I'm loving. <laughs> I'm such a loving person. Then wait till the old intruder comes in and runs a psychic number on you. Then you go, I'm loving. I'm really loving. Not you. Where's the knife? I'll fix them fast. You'll be out of your misery. <clears throat> That's not a psychic attack. That's a physical attack with a knife. But what you've done to yourself is worse than what you've done to the other person. Because you're going to live in the hell of the psychic violation. And it'll keep coming back on you. Do you know what the Bible says? You will be punished for your own sins, not for Adam's sins. And your sins will find you out because they are part of the psychic violations. And they cycle back around on you continuously until we finally say, oh God, yours. He goes, thanks. It always was mine. Justice shall be mine. Thus saith the Lord, not thus saith your mouth. Then you say, but they're not getting their just desserts. Not yet, not yet. Go read the parable of the tares and the wheat. Then you'll find out what the just desserts are going to be. For those who have done psychic violence, Beirush Beishan. So to wrap it up in that last excerpt, one thing Jer addresses is something that is really present in the consciousness of the planet right now, which is racism. Um, and he talks about how that is psychic violence, um, how having that view that someone is bad or um, is judged in some way due to the color of their skin uh, is a psychic violence. And then he does discuss how to, ha how to handle the hassle. And it is called peace. And, and he says, is that easy? Absolutely not. But Otherwise, you're just going to, if you respond with the psychic violence, you just continue this cycle. Um, and in the name calling, he also discussed that that psychic violence and, and really brought this concept of psychic health as well. And how this really affects our health to move into psychic violence. And I think that's something that at this time in the world, all these issues are so present, whether 
um, it's racism or whether um, it's how to handle these things, which are the psychic violence. And often our natural tendency is to try to get even, is to, um, is to try to respond to it and stop it by psychic violence, by using the same psychic violence and continuing it. And really that is not something that that stops it. And all you have to do is look around. I mean, you can look around in the Middle East area of Israel and Palestine where there's this situation, this cycle that's been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. We can look all over the planet and see these um, these cycles of violence, these cycles of psychic violence that have been going on for generation upon generation. And at some point, you just have to not engage in the psychic violence in order for it to stop. And I know it's simple, but oh my God, I mean, just in my personal life, it's difficult to respond to that psychic violence with that peace and loving attitude. But as Jer said, if he had one, one thing, one admonition, it would be to just be loving. And that is something for your health, for your psychic health, for your physical body health at this time. And that's also the answer to some of the difficulties we're having socially right now. And the other thing he brought up is to give it to God, which is just to surrender that, um, getting even that punishment, that revenge, that vengeance uh, to a higher power, to that which is in control and allow each person, as we all do, we hold, our souls hold us responsible to our creations, to what we put out. And so in some ways we look at if we're experiencing that psychic violence, uh, we've got to look at perhaps we have created this and therefore it's being returned to us. And so what's the response to bring completion to it is again to be loving. And so let's look at all these different tools that we've gone through. And I'll try to tap on as many of them as I can remember at this point. Uh, but the, the first one is, is just using the light, bringing the light to fill, to surround and protect. Uh, the flame in the stomach. Um, saying time and just stopping whatever that cycle of violence is, um, to respond with love and to respond with that, that idea that uh, maybe it is for our highest good, maybe it is for our upliftment, and maybe that shaking we're feeling is the spirit and not the psychic violence. And if we interpret it that way, then we can use it to our advantage, regardless of what it is. The other is humor is just having that attitude of humor and bringing more humor into our lives with each other. Um, 
one technique that we talked about was to accept and take responsibility and accept the guilt uh, to not resist the accusations, just to acknowledge, okay, I'm responsible and I, I take that, whatever it is you're accusing me of. Um, be on guard, watch and listen. So be on guard, which is to have the light. Uh, watch and listen is to be aware. And use what works. Use what works for you and find that out. Uh, to be loyal to yourself, to be loyal to your soul. And to trust yourself. Um, also, exercising. Exercising is, is the big key for burning some of this energy off and turning the channel. Uh, turning the channel could be the TV, could be the channel inside of you um, from that negative mind channel to the higher channel. Uh, and remembering that our spirit cannot be offended using all those indicators, the indicators of, the, of being offended, the indicators of feeling that drop in the stomach or the shaking, uh, the tension in the heart, all these different physiological indicators or emotional indicators, depression, that uh, we are dealing with psychic violence um, or that we haven't cleared some of the residual of that psychic violence from us. The approach of just God bless them. Um, peace, having that approach of, all right, peace, peace, brother, and going on your own way. And to be loving uh, and to have that consciousness if you can have that consciousness of humor if you can have that consciousness of loving if you can just live in that consciousness of upliftment and approach the psychic violence that comes to you from that um, to wrap it up in that ball of loving and light and let it go back out in that loving to those who to where it came from. There's so many tools, there's so many techniques, and hopefully you heard in the seminar something that might be useful to you in handling uh, what I see as something that's really present right now in our world and that a lot of us are having to deal with. And once again, um, let me know if you have interest after hearing all about this in doing a workshop to really work on this more. And you can get me from my website uh, at transcend.online. You can contact me through that and you can get on my mailing list so that if I do do that, um, that you'll be informed. So God bless you all. Peace, be still and have some fun, enjoy your life. Until next time.